With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, the day before. It's St. Patrick's Eve. I just realized that. I didn't even realize it. March 16th, show number 272. Scott Hammer and Ron Miller coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter from the John Young Racing, Racing for First Responders, Dave Kemmer Studio. What do you got going on over there, Ron? You seem preoccupied. Not anymore. Oh, okay. Tonight on the show, we'll be speaking with uh, Brian Liskai. Uh, this guy? That that guy. Yeah, Brian, that guy. Brian, that guy. Uh, about the uh, upcoming season at Attica Raceway Park, which was originally supposed to start tomorrow, but... Unfortunately, uh, ain't yeah, going to happen. Earlier in the uh, week, uh, probably a wise decision to yeah. uh, cancel that. And they're definitely, by far, not the only facility to uh, cancel this weekend's uh, plans there's a, a lot a little... of plugs being pulled yeah yeah so we'll talk uh, to brian uh, about everything going on at attica this uh this year yeah and this and, summer and you know the, the the change in hierarchy and everything so we'll there's a change in hierarchy just because rex isn't there yeah well rex isn't there okay that's, that's a big deal i guess yeah yeah, it's the first year uh, we'll be speaking with Brian instead of Rex. Rex right. Lejeune, who uh, retired. So, um, cool. Anyway, um, also, I got some dates uh, for Oakshade Raceway. I know their schedule's still not out yet. You've got a date with Oakshade? Yes. Ooh, it's a baby. hot date, let me tell you. Um, so, we'll talk about that um, a little bit later on in the show. So, it, you, but it's not all the dates. Just some highlights. Okay. But that's a good sign. It means there's more coming. They can fill in the blanks because what you don't tell them about tonight. It's like breaking the seal. The seal's been broken, so there's going to be more. So probably the rest of the season will include regular shows when there aren't those special shows. Probably. Most likely. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But wait, there could be more? Yeah, yes. Um, make sure to uh, follow Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race, uh, oakshaderaceway.com, or uh, follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Their season opener coming up Saturday, April 29th. We've already mentioned that. That's going to be the Bill Reckner Memorial with the Sportsman, Dominator Superstocks, and the Compacts. Um, and then a full show the late week after that. Late models will be the their models. wheel packing? Sure. Whatever. Unofficially. Big D's Pizza and Clyde, uh, make sure to uh, order your pizza right now. You can probably have it by the end of the show. 419-547-1444. Order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Check out that new chicken bacon ranch with cheese. And uh, I believe there's another sandwich I saw. I forget what it was, though. I should have wrote that down. There's They got another yeah. uh, sandwich going on at uh, Big D's. Uh, and they also have those seafood, seafood uh, specials for Lent, uh, shrimp, lake walleye, and lake perch. 
Did so. you see on Facebook that warm glazed donut with ice cream in the middle? Maybe that's something that Dean Henry could do. He's going to get into donuts now? <laughs> oh, man, that looked absolutely decadent, Scott. Big D's and Clyde, big on taste, not on price, and they don't have donuts that I know of. Maybe someday. They could do warm glazed donuts, though. Uh, Again, welcome to our new sponsor, DCR Graphics. DCR Graphics, locally owned and operated. They're doing full wraps starting at just $350. That's a deal. Yeah, and they'll do the the design, put it on there, all all the stuff. Uh, They specialize, uh, they also specialize in banners, stickers, die casts. If you want to get a little die cast uh, of your car or you got a favorite um, late model racer, say Ron Miller is your favorite racer and and uh, you'd like to have a little uh, collectible die cast, they can design uh, that for you. I wonder if DCR Graphics would be available to come to your shop to do your car if you couldn't get your car to them. Maybe. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have to find out. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and you can find out yourself by uh, Calling. giving, them, giving uh, Dale a call there at uh, 419-308. Nine five two three, and you can also check them out on Facebook at uh, DCR Graphics. Yeah, Facebook.com slash DCR Graphics. Sorry, apparently I can't multitask and do more than one thing at a time. Uh, and they do, uh, you know, it's not just late models and stock cars. They do sprint cars, modifieds, compacts, whatever. I still think it'd be cool for uh, just and dry, a, diecast cars, diecast little yeah, mini exactly. stuff, yeah, or your. Uh, Car you, your car that you drove here in. Your little gray car out there. That'd be exciting. Put a 35 on the side of that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Is, uh, is your wife still in Florida? Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Right now is the perfect time. Yeah. Another another 10 days, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, also got to mention uh, Freeze Frame Photos, Ryan Miller Race Cars, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon, also uh, sponsors on the show. Some uh, racing action from this past week. Actually, before we get to that, uh, got to mention we're going to be giving away some Big D's pizza a little bit later as well with uh, how many. And we got the Big D's uh, pizza racing menu coming up as well. Which for in, have in a, the, in a the lot next of few, next few weeks is going to start getting really busy. It will. It's going to keep getting busier, busier. Yeah. Waynesfield has their schedule out. We're going we're to talk about that. that. And uh, uh, did you happen to see the the Ashton Winger, uh, Gr Smith? Uh, Thing. We'll call it a thing. Debacle? Debacle, sure. Whatever. I understand both of them got to did, take a Did trip. you see it, though? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if uh, you saw it or not. No, I I did. Okay. Are, are we going to let our listeners see it? Yeah. Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the, uh, the results of uh, said actions. And if you haven't seen it, then uh, you definitely want to stick around for that. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, then uh, you'll. This is a, one of the good reasons. I know a lot of people listen to us while they're working, like the next day after we record. Uh, but this might be one where you want to come back and uh, check out the Facebook page after you're done listening and, and watch check the out that video. video if you haven't seen it because it's. Uh, you can fa- you can fast through our opening <laughs> stuff. Well, you don't have to, but you can, I suppose. Uh, this past weekend, uh, we did have some some racing action. Let me. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself here. What, what? Racing Roundup. There we go. There you go. Dennis Herb Jr. took the uh, opening night victory at the Toilet Bowl Classic at Clarksville Speedway on Friday night. 
Uh, Rusty Schlenk ended up uh, upside down. And uh, I guess after some repairs to the air filter and uh, throwing some oil in uh, there, he uh, restarted the tail and ended up finishing 13th. Not bad. No, especially not after being upside down. You Brian, know, he, he's had a horrible season as far as luck goes this year. That he has. Um, I do feel for him. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, Brian Shirley took the victory uh, on the finale of the, the Toilet Bowl Classic there with uh, Schlenk ending up uh, 14th. Mike Hopkins took the victory in the Pro Late, uh, Pro Late Models Cars Tour event at Southern National Motorsports Park on Saturday afternoon. And uh, last week's guest, Kitty Hedinger, started third. Looked like she had a shot at, uh, at the lead there toward the end, but a late caution put her on the outside while running second for the restart. And she kind of got uh, freight trained on the... I saw it. and it Ended up fifth. I, I felt really bad. Not only for her, but for us, because she messed up our, our record. Yeah, so I guess we're not getting any free mobile uh, oil or uh, fuel it. for the next uh, year or so. Um, Arkham and Art Series was in action this weekend. 15-year-old Tyler Reef uh, won the General Tire 150 at Phoenix. I didn't get to watch any uh, racing this weekend. I was busy. 15-year-old driving a big car on a one-mile track. Okay, That's pretty cool. Did you watch any of the uh, the NASCAR action this weekend? I did. Was it? I know they had the new rules package. Did it make any difference? Not really. <laughs> okay. Unless you were Kyle Larson, and well, it costs uh, some uh, some hood louvers. Is that what it, they're calling them? Yeah. Uh, it cost uh, Hendricks quite a bit. We'll talk about that a little bit later too. Was it the largest fine in NASCAR history? I think. Uh, let me uh, shoot a reminder here to uh, Brian. Real quick, because uh, he should be joining us here shortly. Is that okay? Anything new going on at Ron Miller Race Cars? Just staying busy. We've got a brand new chassis for a customer coming off the jig. He'll be picking that up Saturday. Um, we've got a Dominator Super Stock that we're doing some upgrades to, and uh, just don't make it too fast. I don't like the lightning, and Lightning McSteve is. Uh, he dropped the engine in his car yesterday, so, yeah, we're making progress. All right. Uh, Austin Hill won the uh, All-Skill Uniforms 300 at uh, Phoenix. Apparently, I didn't update that. It still says Las Vegas on my notes here. Okay. And uh, William Byron uh, picked up the win on uh, Sunday. In Again. Yes, yeah, second uh, week in a row for the United Rentals. Work. In inheriting the, the win. On on a race that it looked like he would be hard pressed to win, really, yeah, he was. Uh, I didn't see. I, I've, all I heard about it mostly was the uh, Denny Hamlin incident. Yeah, he he was. Uh, I bet you this is uh, Mr. List guy. Hammerdown Racer Report. Hey Brian, List guy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. That's all right. You're just in time. We're just uh, finishing up talking about the Cup race on uh, on Sunday. Okay. Any you have any input on that? I don't know because I don't watch uh, NASCAR that much. See, uh, I didn't watch it either, so okay. I don't feel bad. Just the old man <laughs> over here watched it. So uh, Brian, this guy, a voice of Attica Raceway Park, among others, others. <laughs> uh, joining us uh, in uh, in lieu of uh, Rex Lejeune uh, this year for our Attica Raceway preview. Originally supposed to have the opener tomorrow night. And uh, they made the call pretty early uh, this week as as to not doing it. Uh, Brian said he didn't want to get wet. 
Is this true? <laughs> well, it, it, you know, I think in the last uh, two and a half weeks, they've had over four inches of rain out that way. So uh, out this way. And uh, then we had some snow. Uh, then uh, uh, what was that? Monday or Monday or Tuesday night, Monday night. So it, it's winter's hanging on for us here. Oh, yeah. I still got snow in my yard here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it got up to 60. 60 today, but I see by Saturday it's only going to be a high of 29, so, you know. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I was going to mention, Scott, correct the spelling. I'm doing it there. Now it says there Brian this guy on the phone. Uh, I couldn't type <laughs> while talking. So uh, I'm assuming then the forecast and then just the fact that there's been so much rain in this area, uh, it was a pretty easy call then? Yeah. It, 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 unfortunately, the grounds there are, are, you know, just saturated and the parking lot is is just grass, and when you can't get any drying weather, it just creates a mess. And we didn't want to put race fans through that and all that. Uh, you know, especially with the forecast, it's supposed to rain all day uh, tomorrow, and then the Saturday it's supposed to be cold again. That was the rain date uh, for that, and we just haven't had any any drying time. Mm, yeah. What What do you think? Uh, what are the odds of uh, of next week? Uh, of- of a drying out. Well, Hammerdown's <laughs> meteorologist said that the next week is supposed to be sunny every day. Well, that is true. So, so there's a chance well, un- until Friday. Yeah, there is a chance. We, we need some. We need some sun, and we need uh, actually the wind's supposed to pick up uh, over the weekend. That's going to help dry some things out too. So, if we can get five or six days here of, of you know no moisture and some a little bit of wind, uh, stand a good chance of getting it in next week. Well, the Hammerdown meteorologist uh, said that's supposed to be the case. Well, there we go. Yeah, I, 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 I watched him this morning. Uh, I, I like I like that the meteorologist compared to the, my my weather app. So uh, we'll go with your guy. Yeah, okay. we'll, go, we'll go with the best one. If uh, only we could pick and choose that way. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, other than the standing water and mud and everything else, uh, I'm assuming the facility is all, all ready to go. Yeah, uh, the gang over there has done a wonderful job. They put new clay on the racetrack late last fall. Uh, they've had crews come in and, and they put new uh, private bo- not yeah private boxes. They aren't covered private boxes, but they're they're better than the boxes we had there before uh, for reserve seating and uh, for our big events. Uh, those will really come in handy. And uh, you know, John Boris has stepped up and has increased the purse for the late models and the three hundred five sprints uh, this season. Uh, there's going to be more 4,000 to win for 10 events this season. So uh, over $720,000 on the line for all divisions for A main features in 2023. That's pretty exciting. That is. And I want to talk specifics of that here in just a bit. But before uh, we get too far into it, one of our uh, listeners uh, wants to know what is uh, the history of Attica? Well, he put Attica Speedway, but Attica Raceway Park. Uh, do you do you have uh, do you have knowledge uh, of uh, the history of, of the facility? I know my dad used to tell me he would sneak in because it's a fairgrounds, and he would sneak in off of Turn Two and kind of watch from the sure. field or something back in like the fifties. Well, yeah, there was a racetrack at the fairgrounds uh, back in in the early days, and then it went away. And uh, then in in nineteen eighty eight. Eric Phillips and the Martin family, who have a farm around the racetrack, uh, uh, teamed up along with Larry and Mark Keegan, and they built the cur- what is now the current racetrack uh, at Attica Raceway Park. I did not know that. I did not know there was two different ones. 
Yeah. The, the other one was on the horse track, basically, and they had to hold a uh, covered grandstand like Fremont has. And uh, they ran on that, I believe, in the 50s. Uh, and then it went away for many, many decades uh, until 1988. Like most fairgrounds tracks, it was probably five-eighths of a mile. I, I'm guessing so. The, the horse track that's there now that, that rings the current dirt track uh, is, is used quite heavily. Uh, Attica is one of the few independent fairs in the state of Ohio. It's not a county fair. And uh, they have some great horse racing there in August. Do you call the Do you call the horse racing? No, I I I, <laughs> I, plead, I plead complete uh, uh, stupidity when it comes to horse racing. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> um, other than the silly names for the horses, that probably would be kind of fun. Here they come. Yeah, that was, yeah that, that there was, they go. Yeah, I got to I got to got to do that. Uh, our Rotary Club here uh, in Bellevue, where I live, uh, they had a night at the races, and you go in and you place bets. Uh, on these and it's all pre-recorded stuff and they show a video of it and the names were hilarious and i got to call a little bit of that nice so have you been at uh, at attica since 88 no i started there when uh, janet holbrook took it over uh oh gosh i want to say 2002 okay so you weren't there yeah, in I- the- you weren't there in the 1950s, Brian? <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not quite that old. I've got close, but not quite that old. Wait, Ron, were you? Stop it, Scott. Seriously, <laughs> did you race there? <laughs> no. Okay, I don't know. I'm just asking. So, <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, you got some big events uh, this year at Attica with uh, the World of Outlaws and the All Stars uh, and. And, and more than just one. So you want to talk about some of the big events? Yeah, the first big event uh, coming up will be the uh, All-Stars for our annual uh, Corn Main Spring Nationals, Friday and Saturday, uh, April the 7th and 8th uh, for the All-Stars. We have two World of Outlaw events this year, uh, th- which we did last year. was the first time we've ever run, I, I believe, two uh, World of Outlaw events uh, in one season. And we got two of them this year, and both of those crowds last year were great. Uh, the first one is Friday, May 19th for the Kistler Engines Classic. Uh, and then, they, of course, the Brad Doty uh, Classic uh, later on. And then the All-Stars are there to open up Ohio Sprint Speed Week for the Burton Bridge Emmy Classic on June the 9th. And uh, they're moving back. We, we didn't have it last year, but this year the All-Stars will uh, help us with our Attica Ambush in uh, September, uh, racing on Friday and Saturday. Uh, September the 1st and 2nd. Very nice. And uh, that, uh, um, the the all-star race, <laughs> the the doubleheader coming up in early April, that's actually the first uh, points race for the all-stars, right? Correct. The, the, the races down in Florida were not point races. Uh, that has kind of been a long-standing tradition for them. So, yeah, they open up their point racing at, with us at Attica. How many years have they been uh, opening up their point racing at Attica? Because... As far back um, as I can remember. Yeah. Well, when Burton Bridget Emick had it, had the All-Stars, those were point races usually down in Florida. And then when uh, they sold to the guy Webb, he kind of changed that. Uh, and, and then he would always have his point opener at Attic and kind of remain that. Okay. So you, you mentioned the, the box seats and some new clay. Uh, any other uh, facility improvements uh, people can expect to see this year? Uh, just the general stuff that goes on at an old facility like that, you know, replacing the boards and the stands and 
bringing the concession stands uh, up to codes and all that good things. Uh, you know, John Boris, since he took over the racetrack, I believe, God, it's like 16 or 17 years now, John's had the track uh, or more. And every year he just, he does a little more and does a little more and does a little more. And, you know, this year, uh, to me, the biggest thing was raising the purse for the late models and the 305 sprints. And what, uh, what uh, kind of purse are they? And this is for the weekly, just a regular weekly show, right? Correct. Correct. And, uh, I can tell you here in a second, as soon as my computer refreshes. There we go. Uh, the, the weekly deal for the uh, four ten sprints is 3000 to win, but all our Attica Fremont Championship Series events uh, pay $4,000 to win. So uh, that, that's pretty cool that uh, if Fremont's doing the same thing. Uh, the late models now pay $1,500 to win and the 200 to start, and the 305 sprints will now pay $1,000 to win weekly. Uh, so that, that's, that's a big increase for them. Now, how, uh, how, uh, how can Attica afford that? <laughs> well, they did, they, did, they did raise the ticket prices, uh, somewhat. Uh, that wasn't a leading question. I wasn't trying to, to imply that or anything. I was just actually kind of curious cause we kind of been talking about that uh, over the past few weeks about uh, a lot of tracks have been raising, you know, their payouts, which it, it seems like needs to happen but it's kind of hard economic times for for a lot of these uh, uh, a lot of tracks are hard pressed uh the the expenses of running a track just like the expenses of running a race car are, are just getting crazy so what was uh what was the thi- uh-oh <laughs> that's not a good sound oh no here we'll have to call him back either he hung up on yeah. us or We lost you there. Yeah, my call, the call failed. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you just hung up on us. You were done. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, Ron had a good point. It, what a lot of uh, race teams and fans don't realize, as he pointed out, you know, everybody's costs have gone up with inflation, so is racetrack. Like, just for example, I know some of the racetracks around here, their their liability insurance went up has gone up in the past couple of years over 40%. Wow. You know, that, that, that's big. And a lot of racetracks didn't raise their ticket prices. And then, and race teams are complaining. It's so expensive and they need the purses raised. You know, we're in a unique situation around here. A lot of people point out, uh, Port Royal Speedway over in Pennsylvania. You know, I think they're going to pay 5,000 to win weekly and, uh, 400 to start for their 410 sprint. And you, what you got to consider is in Pennsylvania, they don't have so, uh, the, the, the battle for that discretionary spending isn't as intense as it is around here. For instance, Attica and Fremont, we have to deal with Cedar Point. We have to deal with Lake Erie and everything that goes with that. We and, have to deal and, with and multiple, multiple tracks in the area. So you're competing right. against other tracks. Right. You know, we got water parks. This is that, that battle for that discretionary spending for families. And, you know, they've, like you pointed out they're they're spending on groceries and gasoline has gone up. So they don't have that discretionary spending uh, as much. So, you know, it, it, it's tough. It's a tough call to make. Uh, but I'd like to point out to race fans and that, you know, like Attica raised their, their ticket price, $2. It's $20 now to get in on a, for adults on a weekly deal. I like to point out, you know, you, you go to a professional baseball game in the summer. It costs you 30 bucks to park your car. <laughs> if you're taking your wife and kids in, you're going to have over a hundred and some dollars in tickets. A hot dog is, you know, anywhere from six to nine dollars. Uh, you know, so our food prices are cheap, our parking's free, and it costs twenty bucks 
So, you know, you, you might have 50, $60 to get mom and the kids in, mom, dad, and the kids in. So compared to professional baseball game, you know, it's still a bargain. Yeah, and, and you have a good point there. I mean, most tracks, all the tracks that I know of, don't charge for parking, but any other sporting event, you're going to be paying oh, 20 bucks, at 30 least. bucks, 40 yeah. bucks. And sure. if you go up to Detroit for some things, it could be 60 bucks. So, what's it cost? Just to park. What's it cost to park your car at a walleye game, Scott? Well, I park. I, yeah, well, I understand another. that. But <laughs> I don't know because it, I park where it doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. I know people. He's still young enough to walk three blocks to get yeah, there. Yeah, I got to so walk know. a few bo- blocks. That's true, yes. But <laughs> I think last I heard it was uh, like 12, 10 or 12 bucks. It's not too bad for that. But that's minor, minor league. But anyway. Um, well, and I think one of the things all tracks are struggling with now, you know, when, when streaming first came out, every all the tracks embraced it. They all, well, this is a great way to get our products out to people who might not, you know, know what we're doing at these racetracks. Well, it's kind of evolved now. and. The streaming, there's something that's going to have to be done with some revenue sharing with the racetracks, I think. Absolutely. If if these race teams want the persons to go up, the track's got to be made whole. It's their product that these streaming services are selling. And because they're selling the racetrack's product, the racetrack should share in some of that. And I think we're we're getting to a tipping point. I, I know this year some tracks that were having their weekly race leading broadcast on some of the streaming stuff have cut way back on that. You know, doing like maybe just 10 shows and not the whole schedule. And, and, you know, some tracks have even gone to the point of doing their own streaming now. And you have, if you want to watch the races from that racetrack, you pay the racetrack for that streaming service. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch how that evolves over the next couple of years. $10 to park at the Wally, according to I, I saw that. Um, then, oh, there you go. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the streaming, is uh, Dirt Vision going to be uh, covering the weekly shows out there again this year? Yes. And, you know, they've been a pretty good partner with Attica Raceway Park. Uh, they, they actually pay a fee to the racetrack to broadcast the racetrack's products, which, I, you know, I think we're going to have to see some of that uh, go through some of these other streaming services as well. Yeah, I definitely think that should be a mutually beneficial thing because Attica's providing the product and they're getting subscribers from that product. So, and obviously since Attica's providing that, they should get some of that benefit Abs- as well absolutely so and that should be the same way with, with all tracks you know the spectators pay to get in and watch you, there, there's no reason that the streaming service shouldn't so, and i know a lot well, of people that uh, that watch uh, that can't make it out every week and will watch on dirt vision yeah I, I you know i know a lot of people like that as well i know a lot of people who basically said streaming has made me lazy i get <laughs> home from work I, I get home from work and i put on the tv and, you know, it, uh, and you got to remember that not only costs the racetrack that general mission ticket, but mm-hmm. concession stand money and, and all those kind of things go out the window, too. Definitely. You mentioned the, the box seats. Uh, are those uh, available on a per weekend basis or are those like a, a season ticket kind of deal? It, it's usually a season deal. I think he might have uh, the guy who replaced uh, Rex, uh, Andrew Morfair, I think he has one or two box seats available yet but uh, they usually sell out pretty good there they're, they're great seats they're nice and wide uh, now they have new flooring in them and, and they're, they're really comfortable you get the you know you don't have to stand in line to get your ticket when you get a box seat for the year and that includes every event there so it's a pretty good deal now do they have like uh people coming by uh that like waiters and stuff you know offering food right so you don't have to you, go down you, to the concession stand 
No, uh, but I, you know that's been thought about. Uh, a lot of racetracks do that now, right. and, and their luges. You know, I, I know that Lincoln Speedway built a really nice enclosed deal, and I know Atomic Speedway has a really nice enclosed uh, luge for uh, race fans as well, and they do provide those services. So that's something to think about down the road. Brian, you talked about Atomic there briefly, um, and they're one of the tracks that has come up with significant pay increases on their purse. How are they doing it? Well, you know, they, the owner down there has made a, a stand that he's going to try to make things better for the racers down there. And, you know, I know Dave Andrews, who kind of is the general manager down there, him and I have talked about a lot of things. And, you know, it, it, he when they first took over that racetrack, and they ran a lot of really big shows, and they kind of scaled back on some of that. Uh, cause that's tough to do, man. When almost every week you're running a, a big sanctioning show and you're trying to charge people down there, which in that County Ross County traditionally has some of the highest unemployment rates in the state of Ohio. Uh, when you're asking them to pay, you know, 30, 35, $40 tickets to get in almost every week, because all your shows are big sanction groups that that gets a little hard on the wallet. So they kind of scaled back on that. Although, you know, they were going to open this, this weekend with uh, back-to-back nights of the Lucas oil dirt yeah. late model so uh, they got rained out down there as well. But, uh, you know, they got a good thing going down there. They're, they're really passionate, and they've been really uh, wonderful to talk to the other racetracks and work with the other racetracks in Ohio. And and I think we need to see more of that. Now, I, I kind of put you on the uh, the spot. I think we were talking about Fremont at the time. But uh, what uh, – and I know you're going to give me a politically correct answer that spans multiple events, but uh, what events uh, at Attica this year are you most looking forward to? I, honestly, I, I like what Dwayne Hancock has done with the AFCS and, and the added money uh, that the racetracks are kicking in and that all his great marketing people are kicking in. It, it's really beneficial to our local racers. It keeps them coming back week in and week out. Uh, you know, the Brad Doty Classic is, is – always one of the the races that you'd like to see at Attica Raceway Park. But I'm going back to the Attica ambush uh, in, in, you know, the early part of September with the all-stars that, that traditionally, uh, you know, has always been one of the most exciting weekends in racing because we're getting close to the end there at Attica. And uh, that deal. And and I, I honestly, you know, I've always said I'm not a huge late model fan, but they've really grown on me the last uh, 10 years. And I'm thinking this might be a banner year for the late model division, week in and week out at Attica. Hey, sprint well, cars! Sprint cars have been growing on me too over the past few years. So. Well, I think John, <laughs> I think John Boris has done a good job of of introducing the sprint car people to late models without forcing it on them. Yeah, that's true, and you know he try, he's he's tried a lot of things with the late models. You know, he's had the remember the old extreme late model series. He's had the Lucas oil late model series there, the world of outlaw late model series there. Uh, last year, the old ALMS came into town. That was a good show. You know, he keeps trying to do that. It's the, the late models around here though. You know, there isn't that many of them. Oakshade's got their, their group of core group of racers and Wayne County's kind of got their core group of racers. And it's, it's kind of hard on a Friday night to get some of these guys you know, early in the year, we'll get a lot of the uh, Michigan late model teams that come down and even some Canadian late model teams that come down. But it's, it's kind of hard on Friday to get some of those guys to travel. So who would uh, who would you say are the early favorites for uh, 2023 20, uh, track champions making a run at the, the championships uh, in each class at Attica this year? 
Well, you know, the, the 410s with, with the announcement that uh, the 18 of Cole Macedo defending track champion was kind of in limbo until Rich Farmer stepped up and said, you know, we're going to we're gonna put Cole in, in one of my cars. So, you know, I, I think you got to look at him as the favorite. I think you're, you're going to look at DJ Foose. I think DJ's, you know, a couple of years ago, he had a banner year. Last year was a little off. He might be tough in that Burmeister car in the 410 sprint. I think you're going to see some younger team, younger drivers step up. I think rookie of the year, uh, Darren Nida is, yeah. is going to look, he's going to be tough. Uh, I think you're going to see some uh, Trey Jacobs, you know, he, he, two years ago, he won the track championship. I think he's going to be tough once again as well. So, and who knows what Byron Reed's going to do. I just saw he celebrated his, uh, I think it was his 50th birthday and he's still excited about racing. So, if he races a little more now, Byron could be, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with once again. The three hundred fives is wide open. Uh, it, it really is. Uh, there is just it, that that division. We average close to thirty, thirty-two cars a week, and it is full of young, talented drivers, along with some pretty good veterans. I was you know, going to say you, there's you, a couple Paul, old ones you can't write out either. Yeah, Paul Weaver. You know, of oh, course, God. Paul Pete, he's the winningest driver in the history of Attica. And, uh, but there's these, there's some young guys that stepped up in the last two years that I'm really excited about the late models. You know, it all starts and ends with Devin Shields. You, yeah. you gotta beat that. You gotta beat him. If you're going to win that track championship there and his consistency, I don't think he finished, but one time out of the top four all season at Attica last year. That's an amazing statistic. Yeah. He's been, it, it, he's been pretty tough to beat uh, the past few years. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, you throw in a Ryan Markham, he, he challenges, and then Rusty Schlank has, has shown up uh, quite often, and, and maybe we'll see Doug Brown come back. But, you know, it, again, you got to knock Devin uh, off, off the, the throne to, to get that. And he just doesn't have bad luck. And, you know, his work in the garage pays off. He doesn't have any DNF. He's just tough that way. Mr. Consistency. You know, Absolutely. And, and he can have a bad heat race, but. At the end of the feature, there he is. And it, you guys, uh, you guys uh, do the the points for the, you get points for qualifying, and you get points for pretty much everything. Is that the same with the late models as well? No, no. Okay. Uh, all all points and all divisions are a main at Attica. Uh, Fremont That's does a little Fremont? different. Yeah, Fremont okay. does the the four, they're just right. their four tens that way. You get qualifying points, gotcha. race points. But uh, you know, no, Attica's just a main point. Okay, I thought uh, I thought Fremont or Attica did the same. Uh, that Fremont did. Uh, my bad. Um, you got the uh, the Hoserville uh, injured drivers fund auction coming up uh, during the the All Star weekend. Uh, I know that's uh, kind of a big thing with uh, with Dwayne Hancock there. Um, that's coming up soon too, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Easter weekend. Wow. Um, well, uh, give us uh, the details on uh, next week's opener here. Well, Friday night, uh, it's going to be the 410 sprints, 305 sprints, and the late models. We do have a rain date for Saturday if uh, things don't work out on Friday. So, fingers crossed we get some drying. We That's why we kind of try to schedule early. It, traditionally, we run the all-star point race uh, on Easter weekend, and we'd like to at least get one or two shows in just to make sure you know, all all of us employees have our, our eyes dotted and T's crossed when the All Stars get to town. So, fingers crossed, we get it in next week. Oh, I just uh, I was looking at our comments here. Uh, some a couple more people chimed in about the uh, late model championship. I guess Colin Shipley is going to be running full time at Attica this year, and Devin Shields' son now has a car. 
Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Colin, I'm telling you what, that kid, is, he has thoroughly impressed me. Yes. Uh, that he, he For his youth and for his lack of experience, he's awfully darn smooth behind the wheel of that late model. He is. Yeah, he had a real strong uh, run at the uh, the the Hell Tour at Oakshade last year, running what was it third, top yeah. five. He, he was with some of the bigger names, so yeah, he's definitely can't count him out either. It sounds like it's going to be a pretty exciting season at uh, Attica Raceway Park. Oh, absolutely! We're looking forward to it, and uh, you know we we have some great marketing partners that step in, and John Boris. I, I just I can't praise him enough for what he's done at that racetrack uh, over, over his tenure, and. You know he's he's in his mid sixties and he's not slowing down either. He uh, he's excited about the racetrack and and you like to see that from your promoter. And and somebody else pointed out here we can't forget about that Missler fellow either. Yeah, you know it, it, Ryan is Ryan. Uh, you don't know when he's going to be there. Uh, he's going <laughs> to be there every day. when he's there. You know you got to contend with him. Uh, you got Mikey Boris, Mikey Boris too. You know if, if Mikey can get on a hot streak and. And he certainly has the equipment to get it done. So, you know, there's probably, you know, the last few years, there's probably been seven or eight late model guys week in and week out that can contend for a win. And I think this year you might see 10 or 11 of them. So it sounds like there's going to be exciting racing across all three weekly classes uh, this summer. Oh, absolutely. Uh, We had some 305 guys step up to 410 racing. Uh, The Jetters, that kid uh, who who was uh, phenomenal in the 305 in just two years of it. Uh, has stepped up and he's going to be in a 410 this year. So the, if we see a couple of those guys moving into the 410 ranks and, and hopefully, you know, it, the, this inflation gets down a little bit and the tire costs don't get too staggering and, and we can have good, good racing. I know, I know the tire tire issue has a lot of teams uh, scratching their heads this year. Yeah, that is for sure. Uh, I got a question for you. How, in your experience there at Attica, have you seen uh, a lot of uh, drivers, go from either late models to sprint cars or sprint cars to late models. I can only think of one off the top of my head with, uh, with King seed, right. With junior at least. Yeah. He didn't do a lot of late model racing, honestly. Uh, he didn't follow. I mean, his dad was a five time limited Lake track champion at Attica and, and little Larry, as I like to call him, I know that upsets his mother, but the little (laughs) Little Larry, uh, you know, he got into the sprint cars right away. And uh, I, speaking of that, I ran into his mother, oh, about three, four months ago. And they've got a deal with a, a car owner out of Indiana, and they're going to do a little traveling with him this year. Uh, you know, he got to run the little 500 over in Anderson, which was pretty cool for him. And uh, it's good to see a young guy like that get out and, uh, and spread his wings a little bit. Okay. Have, have you have you heard or can you think of any other drivers that have kind of made the switch from open wheel to uh, stock car or, or vice versa? You know, over the years, there, there was guys that gave it a, a shot. I, I go back when I was a kid. We had a late model driver by the name of Roy Sheets. He tried a sprint oh, car. Yeah. And did, uh, you know, Charlie Sports did a lot of both. Jack Hewitt did a lot of both, but oh, you yeah. don't you don't really see that crossover uh, as much anymore. I know Kenny Jacobs tried it a couple times. Uh, in his career, but you just, uh, Tim Schaefer does it now. You know, he owns his own late model and he races over in, in Western Pennsylvania with it often. Nice. I think that'd, yeah. it'd just be more fun to see more. I mean, other than like Kyle Larson, yeah, uh, who can G- drive anything. You know, it's not a late model, but Jamie Miller switches between uh, his 305 and the dirt truck and uh, does very well in both. 
uh, Jamie Miller's the only driver in the history of Fremont to win three features and three divisions in one night, and one of them was a late model. Yeah. <laughs> He got a 305 win, a late model win, and a dirt truck win all one night at Fremont. Does that put him in the Hall of Fame? I, I would have to think it would, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do like the Hall the, I know we're not talking about Fremont tonight, but I do like that the Hall of Fame there. Does Attica have anything like that? No, not at the t- at current time. Uh, you know, I think they're just worried about getting uh, – the, there's been a lot of improvements. The Fairboard there has built a lot of new buildings which is pretty cool too. And, and they, they worked so good with John Boris with the racetrack and, and the fairgrounds itself. And so many improvements been made to that, that uh, historic fairgrounds over the years. And maybe that's something that'll be looked at down the road. Awesome. So what are, uh, what are the gate times, uh, pit times, everything for next weekend? This is more for me because uh, yeah. I plan on going out there. <laughs> if the weather holds. <laughs> open at five o'clock, uh, they usually try to open the pits a, a little bit earlier if they're, they get a good line. Otherwise, traffic gets backed up onto the road. So uh, if the help gets there, that, you know, that's the other thing I think a lot of people don't understand, especially on a Friday night. A lot of the people that work at the racetrack have other jobs, oh, yeah. believe it or not. And to get to the racetrack on time uh, it can be a, a challenge for a lot of the people that work at the racetrack. Awesome. Well, looking forward to uh, that opener coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. Again, if you haven't heard uh the originally scheduled opener for tomorrow night at Attica Washed has been uh, yeah, flooded out, snowed out, colded out, whatever you want to call it. Mother, na- <laughs> Mother yeah. natured out, but uh, going to try again for next weekend. And and like you said, uh, Friday night is uh, the schedule, but uh, you do have that Saturday as a backup should you need to use it as a rain date. Right. They, we do that the first uh, three or four races of the year. And then Fremont comes on board on Saturday. So then they just go back to their normal Friday, but you know, we we, we we were trying to open this year about a week earlier than we normally do, uh, just because of the way the calendar fell. And again, you know, we like to have a couple races in uh, before the All-Stars come to town. And Easter's a little earlier this year. So that's why we were trying to start on March the 17th. But, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's about a 40, 60-40 deal, whether you get that in or not. And if it's 50, 60 degrees, you'll pack the place. It's a home run. But, you know, that always doesn't happen. I saw a post uh, on Facebook the other day, someone that was like, on this day, for like four years ago, it was 85 degrees. I remember, I don't remember what yeah. the rest of the post was about, but I was like, holy crap, it could be 85 degrees this yeah. early in the year. That'd be I think, awesome. I, I think I remember an opening night at Attica where the track iced up, too, and they had to pull the plug partway through. Well, let's hope. I was there. I was there. <laughs> I knew that. I was there. I think that's the coldest I've ever been at a racetrack. Honest to goodness. Uh, it was during the, the 410 B main and all of a sudden all these guys started spinning out right. and here the, the moisture came up out of the racetrack and just got a, a glazed of ice on the racetrack and we had to cancel. Well, that's, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> I don't know what to say. No, about that. no that day started out ice too. <laughs> it just yeah. turned bitter cold. No, uh, no heat up in the tower there. Oh yeah, we, we we got all the great amenities up there. Air conditioning, heat, you know. Yeah. With me running my mouth, it's always hot enough anyway. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, you're, you're making notes on that, right, Scott? I, I am. I, we have an air conditioner, but it's on the other side, and there's no heat. Where usually, though, like he said, there's other mouths up in there that uh, keep things heated up. Y'all bet Pam's <laughs> mouth keep things pretty warm. I'm not naming any oh. names, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pam, oh, come on. Pam, Pam has to keep everybody nice and warm up there. Absolutely. 
I'm sure we'll be uh, probably talking to you in a couple of weeks before the uh, Fremont opener about uh, the upcoming season at, at Fremont as well. So hopefully you'll be available for that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for everything you do for racing. We Absolutely. appreciate you, Brian. Yep, and uh, hopefully we'll I'll be listening to you at the track next week. All righty. Have a good night, everybody. You too. Thanks. There you go. It's Brian Liskey, the voice of uh, Attica Raceway Park. Also, uh, I believe he's like public relations. He's he's got a couple other uh, hats he wears yeah. for for Attica. So they're ready next week. Racing season in Northwest Ohio. Not quite ready this weekend. Mother Nature just no. wasn't quite kind enough. No, we have that uh, altercation uh, to talk about, and the oh, it's a pretty yeah. big altercation uh, coming up here in just a second. We'll show you the video and everything. Um, but first, make sure to contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from action shots to Victory Lane. They have those kid cups, twenty ounce tumblers, pretty much anything. Really, uh, all kinds of little knickknacks and like gift giftable items i yeah. guess you could say they can put uh any uh free train photo uh, that they have victory lane photo action photo whatever both you know whatever and, you want and a huge collection of photographs from the past oh yeah that's true yeah uh you can uh, give charlie a call at uh, 419-476-9976 also uh you know senior pics you you need a photographer for your senior pictures there you go. Another reason to call Charlie. There you go. Freeze frame photos, special moments, frozen in time. And uh, Ryan Miller Race Cars uh, for Race Cars Parts, Safety Equipment, Service, Seat Belts. You got my belt yet? I'm going to need those so I can put them in. Actually, I did have them, and I sent them back, Scott. What? You didn't like them? No, I opened the box, and they had an expiration date of December of 23, and I wasn't going to do that to you. I appreciate that, yeah. Uh, yeah, because my, yeah. They've been in someone's inventory way too long. Gotcha. Okay. Well, see, that's Ron Miller. He he looks out for his customers. That's it. Ron Miller Race Cars. Uh, so we mentioned this. The on-track altercation uh, down in uh, Milton, Florida. Between... Scott, I understand there was a hammer involved. There and I, there was, and it wasn't me. And I, and, Yeah, I, I never saw that part of it, I guess. That part, I don't think there's video of uh, that particular part, but uh, here's, the, here's the setup. Ashton Winger, G.R. Smith, uh, had the little on-track altercation during the uh, Southern All-Star Series event at Southern Raceway in Milton, Florida. Uh, it uh, ended up with a, a fracas. Yes, it did. In the pits. Uh, that led to the arrests of uh, Winger and his father, Gary, and a Smith team member. Uh, reports indicate that Winger's 51-year-old father confronted Smith in the pits while Ashton remained on the track, which you'll see in the video here. GR went back to the pits uh, after he smashed up his car. Um, Ashton eventually came back in with with a flat tire a few laps later. But uh, um, once uh, he did come back to the pits, Ashton, that is, he climbed uh, out of his car and uh, darted towards Smith's pit where he was intercepted by Scotty Parker, who handles uh, Smith's merchandise trailer. According to police reports, Ashton and Parker were both charged with disorderly conduct and released on $1,000 bonds. Gary Winger remained jailed on felony charges that included aggravated battery uh, with said hammer. Apparently, while Winger was still on the track, he allegedly, I should say, because I don't know for sure, but allegedly went into 
uh, Gr Smith's pit with a hammer, and I don't know if he actually struck him or not, or or what. But tried to drive some sense into the boy. Either way, that's pretty grisly. Here's uh, here's what led to that in uh, the aftermath. Check it out. He gets to it. Here we go. Gr Smith drives it in there hard, and as he goes up to the second spot, Ashton Winger throws it back in there with a hail mary move to go up to second. So Don Cook's going to lead lap number one. G.R. Smith and Ashton Winger. Train blows. Caution out onto the speedway. They're not done trading blows. And then under caution, here comes G.R. Smith up. Rams into the rear of uh, Winger's car. Spins him around. Winger does Scott, I believe those might be the new plastic body panels that you can get from Dominator oh, Race Oh, wait, products. we're going to have another hit. Oh, that bent something there on the front of uh, GR Smith's car, and he's going to give him one more shot in the rear. But you look at those body panels, and they, they, they pop right back. Amazing. And here's uh, there's, uh, Winger and the merchandise trailer guy. And there goes uh, Winger being let off in handcuffs, as well as uh, the merchandise uh, guy from uh, Gr Smith's crew. So, and, and that's kind of ugly. And, and nothing happened with Gr Smith. Uh, not that I. Uh, well, that's not true. That's not true. Here is the the following penalties. Nothing legal happened to Gr Smith. We can say that. Uh, that I'm aware of. Uh, the following penalties are being implemented for the uh, parties involved. Ashton Winger will be suspended for 60 days with uh, zero tolerance probation due to a crew member using a weapon in a physical altercation with GR Smith. So, and this is uh, Southern All-Stars issuing right. these uh, the penalties. Um, drivers are responsible for their crew. This is what led to this decision. G.R. Smith will be suspended indefinitely for his actions on track. He failed to comply with uh, the race director, who repeatedly told him to leave the track. He was disqualified from the event. Requirements for uh, his reinstatement will be discussed with G.R. privately. And uh, once the requirements and stipulations are met, the suspension may be lifted. So, that's a lot of stuff. I'd like to see what our listeners think. Um, Was G.R. Smith... uh, responsible for the on-track altercation or or or, or, or was it just one of those racing deals are you saying are you trying to say was uh gr smith justified in his actions under caution no i i want to know what the listeners think happened just racing before the retribution now now we know that that was wrong well, no I mean, qu- there was some hard racing going on before, you know, before yeah. the bad stuff started. Was there. that hard racing over the top? I guess. Is that's that what you're, my so question. you're so you're asking where the actions before the yellow came out? Yeah. In no, the, as, the, as, do you think Ashton's of, slide uh, job was dirty? Do you think Gr Smith got into him? I mean, yes, that's uh, uh, that's what you're asking. Was Gr Smith uh, a little over aggressive? Was Ashton a little over aggressive? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and, and and if you don't want to type them in here, uh, you can go to our uh, hammer down hammer down hotline. hotline. There you go, and uh, let us know what you think. Four one nine three one eight three zero eight one, and if you forget that, you can get it on our Facebook page or our web page. Yeah, hammerdownracingreport.com. Four one nine four three one eight four one nine three one eight three zero eight one. Call or text anytime, day or night. 
You want me to read that for you, Scott? Maybe. Okay. I tried to read it too fast there. Uh, yeah, so that was some uh, pretty crazy stuff. And it's been happening. It seems like it happens every weekend now where there's some kind of fight. That and cars or, going or, upside down. Yeah. What is happening? And Mother Nature's all pissed off and canceling all the races. So. Yeah. Tyler Carpenter will return to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series at Bristol on the dirt again for Nice Motorsports. Uh, that race uh, coming up on Saturday, April 8th, that we mentioned earlier, uh, or last, last week, week, that uh, Davenport, Jonathan Davenport, is going to be uh, running in the cup race on the dirt at uh, Bristol. So For Colleague Motorsports. Yeah, so some uh, dirt late model guys stepping up to the NASCAR rinks in the different divisions. So that's kind of cool. But although Tyler Carpenter, he actually ended up with that ride initially for Knoxville last year after winning the gate way dirt nationals right. the year before that was uh kind of part of the prize for winning yep. the gateway dirt nationals back in 2021 yeah had to do some math there uh, waynesfield raceway park released a preliminary 2023 race schedule and uh it's been a while since we've seen this many races on uh, their schedule 11 events scheduled for this year starting with the let's go 30 uh, non-wing sprints nra sprints and modifieds um uh, and that's, uh, I didn't write the date down. I believe it's the first weekend in May or not May, April, um, waynesfieldraceswaypark.com has right. the, the schedule on there. I think it's like the third, maybe I'll have to look. Could be, um, Jack Hewitt classics coming up on July 3rd with non-wing sprints, the USAC uh, D2 midgets, and possibly some more classes added to that event. Uh, the season will end at Waynesfield Raceway Park with the Goblin Classic. Could this be a competition to the Monster Mash? Maybe, huh? That event's going to be on uh, October 28th with a non-wing sprint. I put non-sprints. <laughs> yeah. Non-wing sprints. Uh, modified At least you knew what you meant. Trucks and stocks. Yes. I was in a hurry when I was typing that. I was and tired. that's the Waynesfield Raceway Park. Uh, the, uh, I believe it's, yeah, the four-cylinder trucks. Right. that uh, The dirt, dirt Track Truck Series. That's the one. That originated from... Uh, Waynesfield's four-cylinder truck division. April 8th. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for backing me up. That's, That's uh, why Dave gets open. paid the big bucks. It is. He's going to have to give him a raise now. 100% raise coming your way, Dave. Double it. Okay. 200%. Uh, NASCAR severely penalized Hendrick Motorsports on Tuesday for issues with the hood louvers that were discovered on all four Hendrick cars last weekend at Phoenix Raceway. Now, the hood louvers, those are the vents in the top of the hood. Is that what those are? Yeah, I think so. You're I, supposed I to be the professor and know everything. I, you know, I've I kind think of, that's what I, I... I've kind of lost track of the Gen 6 cars. And it just Okay. Anyway, um, so apparently there was something wrong with it. I don't know what it was, so, but NASCAR docked Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, and William Byron, all uh, 100 points each. Also penalized them 10 playoff points as well each. Uh, suspended crew chiefs Cliff Daniels, Alan Gustafson, Rudy Fugel, and Blake Harris, four races each. NASCAR also fined each $100,000, confiscated the hood louvers, which are the air vents, from all four Hendrick cars after uh, Friday's practice at Phoenix Raceway. Uh, wait. So apparently the hood louvers are a bolt-on thing that could be changed or it's a, it's one of those uh, spec parts that they have one yeah. supplier for uh the hood louvers are uh, single source parts denny hamlin caught uh, some some shrapnel as well uh, from all these finds that actually had nothing to do with 
the hoodlovers, but because of his uh, little deal with uh, Ross Chastain, he got hit with a fifty thousand dollar fine and twenty five dollar driver or twenty five driver points uh, after that late race incident with uh, with Ross Chastain. Uh, after a late restart, Hamlin appeared to get tight, entering a corner and ran Chastain up the racetrack and into the wall. Both drivers were working on a top 10 uh, finish and instead ended up, uh, uh, Hamlin was 23rd and uh, Chastain ended up 24th. And then on Monday, Hamlin admitted on his podcast uh, that the incident was no accident at all, which probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. So that just gives more fuel to NASCAR. To, so Bristol could be interesting. Yeah, well, and with those two guys, anything could be interesting. <laughs> uh, the high limit. Uh, oh, and before we move on, the, the Hendricks. Uh, I read that they're going to um, appeal. Right. The penalty. They're not going to ask for a way or try and get the crew chiefs back for this weekend, but they are going to appeal because they said something about the the parts were. I mean, the parts. It's a one source part but the source delivered parts that weren't to spec oh. is what they were saying i believe so they bolded something on that that came this is what they're saying allegedly that that came from the source they put on and so but they're i don't know it's a that's just a mess i feel bad for everything involved there High Limit Sprint Car Series opener scheduled for Tuesday March 21st at uh, Tulare Thunderbolt Speedway has been canceled. Why? Because of uh, they've had record rainfall out there in a California. Lot. And uh, they have an unfavorable forecast. Uh, the event will not be made up. So we got to wait a little bit while longer for it's the... It's supposed to rain all summer in California. Is it? Well, they need more rain. Uh, you know, they've been in drought conditions yeah. for several years. So I don't think they need it all at once, though. Uh, the Nashville Fair Board Commissioners approved an agreement with Bristol Motor Speedway to operate uh, the uh, fairground speedway by a 3-2 vote, moving the prospect of NASCAR racing at the historic track closer to reality. Ooh. little half-mile uh, oval there. That was a fun track yeah. to watch races at, uh, at least on TV. Not that I was there personally. Um the deal called for Bristol Motor Speedway to lease, manage, and operate Nashville Fairground Speedway for a 30-year term. Bristol would be responsible for installing state-of-the-art sound mitigation to help reduce the noise in the surrounding neighborhoods. Uh, the track's grandstand would uh, also be rebuilt to uh, seat approximately 30,000 fans. That's significant. Yeah. It's a significant uh, investment there, so uh, I guess we'll see. They better spend a lot... I remember reading something years ago where they built a soccer stadium like right behind it or something, and it was just like yeah. they were trying to get rid of the speedway. I don't know. Nashville. Nashville's a nice place from what I hear. Uh, how about we give away some pizza? Everybody good with that? Good. I'm, I'm how many? Okay. So last week's how many was how many ARCA drivers would finish on the lead lap at uh, Phoenix on uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. I meant Friday night. Wasn't that Friday night? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, the Friday night. The ARCA race at Phoenix. <laughs> anyway, the number was... Do you have any idea? 22? I don't know. 13. 13? 13. Yeah, that's right. I counted. <laughs> Did you? Uh, so we had a bit of a tie. 
And uh, we're going to have to spin the Big D's pizza wheel here to determine uh, who's going to win that Big D's pizza this week. We have thir- there are three people picked 13, Dusty Pilgrim, Brian Nelson, and Brian Hammer. Ooh. So. No relation, right? Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, here we go. Clicking to spin. We're going to find out who's going to win this week's Big D's pizza. Looks like it's going to get a little dusty. Sounds good to me. Dusty Pilgrim, congratulations. You're this week's How Many Winner. You get uh, Big D's Pizza. You have 30 days to claim your za. And uh, if you want a chance to win uh, Big D's Pizza next week on the show, here's uh, uh, this week's How Many. How many... Here, we'll put this up on the screen so everybody can see it too. How many World of Outlaws sprints are going to be at uh, Williams, Williams Grove Friday night? So far, that hasn't canceled. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I picked 18, so I was closest. I was going to say. You picked 19. You, you, you must. I skipped that part. Sorry. Um, you must have lost because you're not talking no, about it. No, but I did. I didn't. I won. So I got to pick first. And uh, if you want a shot to win a Big D's Pizza, just go ahead and put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live. And you have until, we'll say... I'm not sure what time the race starts, but we'll say 7 o'clock on Friday night. No, that's going to be too late. Yeah, 6 o'clock. 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock Eastern on Friday, uh, which is also St. Patrick's Day. So that's how long you have. Uh, Let's see. Dean says zero. And Doug Frost says 42. So... (laughs) I can I I've got to believe there's a lot of people that are looking at the weather for Williams Grove right now. Mm-hmm. How is Brian Hammer's on a cruise? How is what is he? I'm so confused. We got a listener in the Gulf of Mexico, or somewhere down, and maybe the Atlantic. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, 32. Obviously, <laughs> with all the zeros there, I've got to go with 31. <laughs> 31. So uh, there you go. You I got, hope they get it in. Yeah. Five o'clock uh, tomorrow. That's going to be Friday, the 17th. That's uh, how long you have to put your guess in on how many uh, sprints are going to be in competition. World of Outlaw Sprints at Williams Grove on Friday night. Assuming it doesn't rain out, the dogs and I will be watching on TV. You're not going? I think not. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Me neither. Um, our Big D's uh, Pizza. Racing menu, um, well, a little thin. This weekend, Big D's Pizza Racing Menu. I had a little hiccup there. That was weird. Uh, Yeah, so uh, it was a little thin to start with, and now it's uh, pretty much non-existent. Yeah, Yeah. because, uh, let me get this out of here. Um, Attica Raceway Park uh, was our only local event that was going to be happening. Uh, the uh, season opener has been uh, canceled due to rain. Not going to use the uh, rain date of Saturday this week. So now look for uh, next Attica to kick things off next Friday night. Or Saturday. Or Saturday if uh, Friday doesn't uh, pan out very well. Um, other series action, uh, some more canceled events. The rescheduled Tennessee tip-off at Smoky Mountain Speedway uh, was supposed to be tonight. And then uh, the World of Outlaw case construction late models were uh, going to be going to Boyd's Speedway in Georgia for the Shamrock 100 on Friday and Saturday. 
All that's been canceled. So there World. is no World of Outlaw oh, late model man. series racing action this weekend. Uh, canceled due to the weather. Uh, the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Series, uh, low E insulation spring showdown at the Grove, Williams Grove Speedway, Williams Grove, Pennsylvania. It's tomorrow, Friday, March 17th, and then at uh, Pigeon Hills at uh, Lincoln Speedway in uh, Abbottstown, Pennsylvania on Saturday. So a couple races for the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Series that have not been canceled over there in Pennsylvania yet. Lucas Oil Late Models, as uh, kind of mentioned earlier, the Buckeye Spring 50 at Atomic Speedway in Chillicothe. That and the Indiana Icebreaker on uh, Saturday in Brownstown Speedway in Brownstown, Indiana, both being uh, canceled for this weekend due to the unfavorable forecast and terrible weather. The Atomic event will be rescheduled, though, for Thursday, May 4th, which will be... Uh, in conjunction now with an all-star circuit of champions event. So you got the Lucas Oil, <laughs> late models, and the all-stars Ooh, together. Jeez. And that's going to be a Thursday night, May 4th. and uh, May the 4th? Be with you, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's no rescheduled date for the Brownstown event. So, And then uh, NASCAR action this weekend. You have the uh, FR8, the Freight 208 at Atlanta Motor Speedway on Saturday. Uh at 2 o'clock on FS1 for the uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. The Xfinity Series uh, will take part in the Raptor 250 at Atlanta. That'll be also Saturday. That'll be at 5 o'clock, though, on FS1. And then uh, Cup Series in action for the Ambetter 400 at Atlanta on Sunday, March 18th. On that Fox. should be 19th. March 19th at 3 p.m. on Fox, Sunday afternoon. And that's Fox Main Channel. That's not- Fox Main Channel. Fox broadcast. And that's it for uh, this weekend's uh, Big D's Pizza racing menu. A lot of uh, a lot of items on the menu being uh, uh, canceled. Yeah. Unfortunately. So that's about it for this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thanks uh, to associate producer Dave Kemmer, contributors Matt Swander, Donna, John Young, Doug Doc, <laughs> Pops Tazak. It's about time to get there. I haven't had dinner. Um, Speaking of dinner, tomorrow's St. Patty's Day. Um, if, if you're going to go out uh, and drink, don't drive. If you're going to go out and drive, don't drink. That's it. Uh, week, weekend Weather Pit Stop should be making a return next week as well. Should, Weekman. Should Attica not cancel and we actually get uh, Mother Nature to cooperate with us. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report, follow us on YouTube, uh, listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, or whatever you like the best. Uh, check us out at HammerdownRacerReport.com. You can listen to uh, the show there as well. Uh, make sure to rate and review us, too, if uh, you're listening to us on one of those podcasting platforms. I guess that goes a long way with things. Algorithms. Yeah. Thanks to our sponsors, DCR Graphics. Get out and support these guys, along with Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Ramiller Race Cars. Oh, wait! Wait a minute! But wait. We forgot something! See, you know, the people that stuck around, we need to stop that. I get to the Oakshade Raceway. I forgot I have. Uh, oh, gee. I forgot this. That was, that was your tease. Yeah. So hold on. Got Y'all some. come back. Y'all come back. Breaking news. That's my breaking news banner. There it is. Oakshade Raceway has uh, released 
Uh, some initial dates for the 2023 race season. Cue the applause. At the 3 8 mile dirt track. Yeah. Uh, we've already mentioned Bill Reckner Memorial coming up on uh, April 29th. That is the season opener. And uh, we got some Oakshade Raceway Attica Challenge Series nights. One of those will be May 13th. That'll be the first one. Then the next one will be June 24th. And uh, July 22nd will be the third one. The final event will be. And those are late model. Late model, yeah. The Oakshade Raceway Attica Late Model Challenge Series. Final uh, one of those uh, will be on August 26th. There's going to be four scheduled uh, of those events. Uh, I'm pretty sure then uh, the Friday night deal will be at Attica the night before of all those. Uh, August 26th will also be season championship night. Really? For all classes. So points will not go into September this year. Correct. Uh, Barney Oldfield race will be paying 5000 to win. That'll be coming up on June 17th. The uh, Vintage American Race Cars will be uh, in action July 8th. And Yay! I've grown more fond of those guys. Uh, and those, they're, they're fun They put watch. on some crazy stuff last year. And, and the cars are really cool. Yeah. They, they were. Those were some. They were really driving hard last yes, year. they were. Uh, they didn't the go vintage... there just to put on a no, show. No, they go. They got vintage American race cars. They're old cars, and they're really racing them. Uh, so definitely mark that uh, on your calendar for July eighth. Uh, the big race, uh, the birthday race, ten thousand to win, Summer Nationals at Oakshade. That is going to be on Saturday, July fifteenth. I know that uh, date's not a big surprise. That's been out there on the Hell Tour right. schedules, but uh, uh, that's there. Um, the Dominator Superstock Spectacular will be coming up on September 23rd. That's 1,000 to win. And then the final race of the year will be topless night. Late model guys, you have to be topless. No roofs on your car. Sportsman. Sportsman, uh, there was uh, yet to be determined if it's going to be required to be topless or not. Okay. At this point, and uh, Superstocks will have the option to be topless. I think the sportsman should be. Okay, well, and it may very well end up being that way. Uh, compacts will also be in action that night, but no, they, they have to keep their tops on. Right. They're too young to be showing that off. Well, and, and the roofs on those cars are part Stuck of Stuck the, on there. <laughs> well, they're, they're part of the, the package, yeah. uh, structural integrity. Absolutely. So uh, those. The, the uh, Dominator Superstocks can be topless. Yes, optional on that. Um, You'd be topless, Scott? I don't know. No. I always feel funny when I... I was this past year, wasn't I? I think I did. Get self-conscious about being topless, Scott? Mm, No, I'm getting kind of used to it. The first time, yeah, I was a little little shy, a little red. You got over it. Uh, And the first uh, full show with uh, late models, sportsmen, dominator, super stocks, and compacts will be Saturday, May 6th. So, and uh, probably uh, most of those dates in between uh, those Saturdays that I've we mentioned here will probably be uh, regular full shows with those four classes. Some uh, other uh, announcements will be forthcoming, and these dates will be posted on the website here yeah. uh, probably by this weekend. Because I'd like to put in my vote for the Fremont Trucks versus Dominator Super Stocks at the Shade. It's funny you should mention that. That that was that bug has been planted into someone's ear, and if uh, anybody uh, gets a hold of uh, Corey, um, tell him to get a hold of Pam. 
Corey McCoy. Yes, sir. Get that set up. He, needs he, hasn't, call, he hasn't list. He list, needs to call Pam. Yeah, yes. Okay. And uh, I believe he's got something planned. He hasn't announced it yet. For the uh, that, for the one at Fremont. Yeah, I think. Yeah, could have. I'll have to get with him. If it if it goes the way I th- he wants, it'll be an interesting show. Ooh, now I'm intrigued. You know more than I do. Okay, that's it. Now we can go back to now we're done. Now, now we're done. Oh, okay. It's going down the sponsors there. Oakshade Raceway, Ron Miller Race Cars, Free Stream Photos, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Board, send us a message or call the Hammerdown Hotline, 419-318-3081. Thanks again to this week's guest, Brian Liskai from Attica Raceway Park. Get out and uh, support uh, Attica next week. It will be the don't, beginning don't of race go, season. Don't go tomorrow. Don't go tomorrow. Well, you can go there, but there's not going to be anybody else there. Next week on the show, Jimmy McCune really? will be uh, joining us to talk about his uh, new fire safety the bo- the venture bulldog. and uh, give us an update on his uh, burn recovery, how that's going, and uh, we'll get an update on what he's got planned as far as racing goes. Spoiler alert, I've seen pictures of his race car, I think. <laughs> I thought you were going to say his, <laughs> his feet. <laughs> nah. Okay. Haven't you seen it? Which, oh, wait. I saw a picture of it, too. Didn't he post that on Facebook? Yeah, Actually, there's been pictures of his pavement car and his dirt car. Ooh, going both ways this year. Okay. You'll have to get him in a late model eventually. Maybe. So, uh, yeah. Next week, Jimmy McHugh. We'll see you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And always available on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll see you next Hello week. to all of our friends in India. And Australia. And Australia. And America. And Canada. But not you in Guatemala. No? No. I don't know that we have any listeners okay. in Guatemala. I was just thinking of a random place. So. Uh, yeah. HammerdownRaceReport.com for everything you need to know. We're out. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, folks. Racing Report. Available on demand on iTunes. What is happening? <laughs> the button's not working. <laughs> All right, let's try again. It's we'll see you next week. Oh, no. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.